Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right. Um, hello, everybody. How's, I, I see some, some new faces here, or faces that I, I haven't seen in the last couple weeks. Um, so this is uh, for all of you who have been here the whole time. That's awesome. For those of you who haven't been here the whole time, this is technically our, our third week of doing this. Um, this will be kind of the last week that I'll be uh, speaking, per se, because next week we're going to be doing a panel. So I think I, I kind of let you guys know that already. Um, I might do like a recap just uh, next week. It'll take a couple minutes, and then the rest will be basically geared to you guys asking questions, um, whether that pertains to something I talked about or something else that maybe I didn't cover, because there's a lot of stuff that you know is covered within the, the premise of being single and um, dating. So uh, quick, very quick recap. Uh, the first two weeks, we kind of just hit on what it means to be single, what your value is as a single person. Um, that was basically week one. Week two was kind of moving forward, um, just asking the questions of how are you taking advantage of your singleness, or what I like to call singularity. Um, and then also kind of checks and balances. Basically, uh, if I am looking to move forward in being in a relationship in some way, shape, or form, uh, what are kind of the checks and balances uh, as far as being dateable, right? And then number three was kind of the, the question that we addressed of, is it okay to be content and still pursue or be pursued, right? And we, well, I decided you guys didn't really have much to say about it, um, that it's actually, you need to be in a state of contentment in order to pursue or be pursued, okay? So that's kind of the very, very general premise of what we've covered so far. This week, okay, I told you guys we're actually be um, we'll be covering dating in and of itself, or relationships in and of itself. A um, couple little caveats. So, dating really quick, and I don't want to uh, unveil everything, but it's it can be very basic or very simple, but it can also be complex depending on how far you want to delve into it. Okay, I've only got about thirty minutes or so to to talk about it. So. If you guys do have questions or certain things that you want answered, again, next week will be the perfect time for you guys to address those things. Or if you want to ask me personally, that's cool too, okay? Because obviously I can't cover every aspect of that within the time frame, okay? Um, so we're going to pray real quick and then we're going to get in. Also, uh, my wife is here, Nicole. I'm sure all of you guys have seen her up front, okay? Um, but she's going to be kind of helping me out as well. We're going to tag team it, so I may pass off the mic to her and she'll be talking about some stuff. She has a lot of great wisdom, probably more than I do on this topic, um, and uh, that will be it. So, Lord Jesus, you are good. We just thank you so much for um, just all the people here, this opportunity that we have just to kind of grow together. Um, Lord, just to grow in you and in our identity in you, Lord Jesus, and who we are and who you've created us to be. We just thank you for this beautiful day, and uh, I just pray, God, that you would just bless everyone here. In your name, amen. All right, so dating. I like to start out with definitions. My wife says they're boring, but we have to work from somewhere on, on a collective piece, okay? So basically what I'm saying is that all of us need some kind of mutual or agreeable idea of what dating is, yes? Because some of us may think of something else when it comes to dating, all right? So does anybody have a personal definition or maybe phrase, kind of like we did on the first week, of what dating is to them? Like a word or a definition real quick? You got something for me. 
Anybody? In a relationship. In a relationship. Okay. So dating in a relationship. What'd you say? A romantic relationship. All right. I like it. Romance is great. Get to know each other. Okay. So those are all great things. I'd say those are good. Edmund, what you got? Courtship. All right. So he's got, he's got a one word right there. A synonym. Okay. So dating. I think the key elements of dating and what we're going to move forward on the basis of is I'd say just getting to know or searching. Okay. So we're going to kind of just use that as our general term for dating. Can we all agree on that? Is that cool? All right. Beautiful. So there's a lot of ways to date and it spans multiple cultures, all right? People have different ways of doing it, okay? If you go to a different country, they may have their own version of dating. Now, I wouldn't say that any one particular culture is right or any one particular culture is wrong, okay? It's interesting. I was doing a little bit of research on it. In Japan, a lot of the times, the parents will actually hire a matchmaker for their kids or their child and they will help them kind of match up with somebody and they'll help them meet up with them and then see if they're like a good match. You know, India, they're still very traditional. There's a lot of arranged marriages, stuff like that. So the dating period is kind of skipped. Here in America, okay, we all kind of know or have an idea of what dating is like and there's different ways to do it, okay? Um, But I said in the first week that if you look for the word dating in the Bible, in your concordance or whatever, it doesn't exist, okay? They kind of had their own cultural way of doing that per se, and it's a little bit different from what we do today. doesn't mean that today is wrong, okay? It's just different, okay? We've progressed a little bit. Um, So how do we establish our criteria? A couple questions for you guys. Why do we date? How should we date? Who should make the first move? Um... How do we know if the person that we're dating or interested is the one? How do we know? Okay, those are some of the questions that I've heard actually from some of you guys, okay, before I even got to this topic, and these are the kind of the questions I was hearing. Um, these are all valid questions, okay? So despite the culture, we're just going to keep it simple. Dating is, okay, again, a personal process to figure out if a certain individual is relationship material or not, okay? That's, we're going to keep it simple there. So my wife is going to talk about kind of the first step in this process. Yes, love, would you come up here, please? Um, And she's going to talk about kind of where we should start even maybe before we found a particular person that we're interested in. Yeah, thanks for hanging out for so long as we were trying to kick people out of church. It's awesome that they love each other and want to hang out, but you're like, get out, come early, come on time. Um, One of the, oh, our son just woke up. One of the, um, one of the first things I actually ever learned about Paris's family, which I thought was really weird at the time, and it's genius now that I think back on it. Um, his, they were homeschooled in San Diego, he and his sister, and his mom had them make a list of qualities of what they would want in their spouse when they were like seven or like eight, something cray cray. So the first time I heard that, I was like, that's weird. But then um, it really started to make sense because what I have, have found just being in youth and young adult ministry um, and, and having a lot of, our young adult ministry was primarily a lot of single people for several years, um, is that when 
you find someone that you're attracted to or um, has, has some of the qualities that your heart gets really excited about, a lot of times you can be blinded or infatuated, become infatuated um, if you don't have a list. Now, let me explain something because I have a friend who has a list and um, it is a very long and daunting list. And when she shared with me her list, I'm like, girl, you crazy. You just made that person. Like that person don't exist. Um, and so, so I, I want to be really serious when I share why it's important to have a list of expectations um, and qualities that you want in a lifelong partner. But at the same time, I want y'all to be realistic, okay? So how do I say this politely? <laughs> Don't. No filter. Um, if, if, if you are of the kind... To, um, to maybe not believe in shampoo or conditioner, or maybe um, you're real natural, which, hey, we're natural people. Um, maybe you're real natural, and, and let's just say you don't believe like you need to fix your hair or put on a little bit of chapstick, um, but you are looking for someone who does all those things. You're like, I want me a 15 out of the one to 10 scale, but you know what? God made me this way. So I don't need to do anything. God's going to bring me this person. Now, ladies, hear me. You are beautiful. I am not saying go get a nose job. I'm not saying do any of that nonsense. Lord made you the way that you are. But comb your hair every now and again, okay? If you're looking, if you're looking for a Tim Tebow, let's be real. Y'all need to comb your hair, all right? Now, I'm not hating. I'm just being, I'm just let me, let my Kentucky realness just come out for a second. Um, but, the, but this list really should encompass qualities that your heart gets excited about and what the Lord has put in there. Because God has given us um, things that just get us really excited to do life with someone. You know, I hope that you all at least have a best friend or a close friend. You get excited about being around them because they maybe help, help you see the gold in yourself. Or maybe um, they're just really fun. Maybe you guys have, you know, great coffee dates together. And, and, and you just like to be around them. And so in the same way, um, your partner, your lifelong partner should make your heart come alive. And so that's what this list consists of. It's not a material list of he needs to have pecs and abs and, you know, be 6'3", and she needs to have this. It's not about that. It's about what has God put in your heart for your future, because the moment that we meet someone and we allow the enemy to speak to us and fear comes up, we become infatuated, we forget what God's called us to, and we'll settle. And so the list isn't for you to be like, nah, he's only got one of the 85 things, I'm not going for him or for her. It's not about that. It is about, Lord, what have you called me to? So something that I knew at a very young age uh, before I, I met Paris was, well, actually, probably I didn't know this at a young age, but years prior to meeting Paris was that God had called me into full-time ministry. And so I knew, one, as a woman and as a young person, and having moved from Kentucky to California, if, if God was going to bring me a husband, if I were going to find a husband, he would have to want to go in full-time ministry. And not everybody's called to that. 
Now, I could have found this amazing man. He could have not been called to full-time ministry. I could have thought, man, he has all these qualities that I love. He loves the Lord. You know, he's super great. He's super fun. But if he's not called to full-time ministry and I still partner with him, then I am forsaking what God has put in my heart. And so this list, we're going to encourage y'all to actually make one. You don't have to make it now, but make it tonight. Um, Do it soon. This list should just encompass what gets your heart excited and what God has called you to. And it could be, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Start there. Start with, yeah, what God's put in your heart. And then you can say, hey, you know, I'd like for him to be really fun or I'd like for her to be really goofy. I like to just have fun sometimes. I like for them to really love movies because I, I really like movies. If you're a big, you know, uh, movie person and you find someone that's not, well, that's going to be boring on date nights, you know? So you can add those things, but start with, where do I see myself in five years? What has God called me to? What do I need to stay true to? Um, Because those are things that you may be able to mask in the beginning, but then when you're married one, two, three years, or even before that, your heart will start to be sad. And it'll go, but wait a second, I really liked doing this thing, and now you don't do that because your partner doesn't do that, and this is no fun. And then it just starts all this ugliness. So that's just kind of the beginning of what that list looked like. Does that make sense? I don't want y'all to like be like, this girl's crazy. And if you have kids... Um, any age, have them do this. It's really fun to see. And of course, you know, if you're seven or eight or if you're even 15 or 16, you're going to have quite different contrast between what you want at that age and then what you want when it's actually time to uh, get serious or, or settle down. Um, but it's fun to see like, what did my heart get excited about? Like, what has God called me to? And that will help you so that when you meet someone, you're actually drawn to what you act, you have on your list, on your expectations or whatever. You're drawn to that in them versus, wow, she's really pretty and she's really nice and I could see myself with her. Awesome. Does she encompass anything that God has called you to? Because there's a lot of attractive people. There's a lot of amazing people. Our church is full of, of you guys. I mean, we have lots of options. But, but is that a partner that you can do life with for you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years? And if it's not, then you want to find that out. 80 years? I don't know if they got married when they were real young, maybe. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Um, I always tell him, I hope that I die first. I know that's selfish, but I hope that I die first because I don't want to lose you. And he's like, listen, if you still like me when we're that old, we've done good. <laughs> um, no, I love you, babe. You're awesome. Anyways, so, so make this list sidetracked here. Of course, we're recording. Everyone that's listening online, welcome. Um, make this list and, and put it in a journal. Put it uh, in your phone, email it, email it to yourself. That, there, you'll never lose it if you do that. Email it to yourself and just look back when you meet someone because it's super easy to get just so caught up in, well, I'm already 35 or I'm already 45, I'm not married yet or I'm already whatever. And it's easy to say like, they, they have to be the one because they're the only one I've seen in, in years. And then forsake, again, what God's put on your heart. And any time that fear, I'm going to talk about this later, I think, but any time that we make a decision out of fear or anxiety, we are not trusting the Father. Any time that we go, this is our only option, then it's not God's option. Okay? So God doesn't just say, oh, you got one option, take it or leave it, sister. That's not my papa. 
So anytime you make a decision out of fear or, or like this is your last chance, it's your last resort, and y'all, I get it because have we have a lot of single friends who are just, they want to have children, they want to have a family, um, and we pray for them and we walk with them, but man, we just remind them, you are not a last resort daughter, you're not a last resort son, so don't act that way. Don't allow the enemy to say that. So I think that's all I had with the list. Did you want to talk about your self list? Switch. Boom. All right. So a quick note. Um, something that. So yes. So Nicole said I was I was brought up that way, uh, and I was. We we made a list. Um, I might still have it somewhere. But the something that we didn't really get taught that I, I really liked as I was kind of reading some different stuff is a lot of people actually recommended making a list for yourself, um, and not for yourself for the other person, but for yourself and your own qualities. Um, so the reason being, real quick, is that. I would, I would make the suggestion because we kind of talked about this the first and second week is that this is a good time for you guys to, to not to say that you're not, but because you guys said it, not me, but um, that this is a great time of maturation, right? It's a great time to kind of get a really good hold of who you are as an individual without having any kind of influence um, that's intimate. Does that make sense to you guys? So um, basically learning about who you are in Christ and who he's made you to be. Right, and really solidifying that because I think it really does a good job as far as making the list as you have a really firm grasp and it's on paper, it's objective of who you are, what is your identity, okay? Um, and I think that's key, again, before entering a relationship because it provides some kind of baseline or homeostasis, again, without that influence. Does that make sense? I think the second one is it prevents any kind of negative influence. So I've heard countless stories of friends who get together with somebody and um, like a guy, for instance, one of my guy friends got together with this girl and all she wanted to do was she wanted to change him. And it, it kind of worked. And it, she wasn't a bad person or anything. She just had expectations that she was trying to fulfill in him. And he kind of came around to that. And it was like, he was almost like a different person when I talked to him. It wasn't, it wasn't my same buddy that I grew up with. And sometimes we do mature in relationships. That's not a bad thing. Um, but there are certain things that we really shouldn't give up, okay, um, about ourselves. And so I think that... Um, some, some, kind of the, some of these kind of questions that you may want to identify if you're looking for something objective to write down is, what do you value about yourself? You know, or what are, what are your top five strengths and weaknesses? And it doesn't have to be anything like, you know, if you get together in a relationship with somebody and she happens to like to go to the movies and you like to go to plays, okay, that's, that's not really an essential, okay? You guys can make sacrifices and you go to the movies every once in a while and maybe she'll come to a play with you. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like more deeply who you are and make sure you kind of stay true to those kinds of things, all right? So that's kind of the reason why I would make a list for yourselves as well as to who you are because, again, it roots you in something because a lot of the time we get caught up in stuff and we don't even realize it. We're completely blind to where we're at all of a sudden. We look at this list and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I was somebody completely different before. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah? Okay. Um, so, personal stories. Babe, did you want to share any of the story? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to share just a little bit about our story um, personally and kind of how we went through. And Nicole's going to start us out and then I'll kind of uh, cap on that and then we're going to talk about approaches. Okay. 
Yeah, so I, um, I moved out here from Kentucky seven years ago to get my theology degree. Um, and I was in a completely crazy time of my life. My mom had just passed and ministry that I was a part of had kind of just crumbled. Um, and I had been studying journalism. I was actually on the radio um, for seven states and had been really successful in my worldly career, but God had called me to ministry. And so I didn't know anybody in California. I just up and moved. I got a moving truck and told my dad and my stepmom, hey, I'm moving to California. And they're like, no, you ain't. Uh, the moving truck's coming tomorrow. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, I'm a senior in, in at the University of Kentucky at this point, and I'm going to school for free. And I have the setup, and you know everything seems to be lined up. But God had called me into ministry, and so I, I said I, I need to get a theology degree, and I need to have some grounding of what it looks like to be a woman in ministry. Because I actually didn't see any of that in Kentucky, um, and so I moved out to California, and I'd been in relationship for. Gosh, a little over three years. I was practically engaged um, to a very godly man. Um, and I, I, I just left all of that behind, moved out here. And the last thing that I wanted to find was a man. I don't want to find a woman either. But the last thing that I wanted was a relationship. And I don't know if y'all heard me. I, I'll say this a lot, and I preached on it. I didn't preach on it. I think I said it somewhere in a sermon that... Um, you shouldn't date Jesus. Don't y'all hear me say that? Um, I was that person. I'm like, I'm dating Jesus. I'm going to Bible college. I'm not in for a relationship. Like, I'm just going to focus on me. I didn't even want to be married till I was like almost 30. That was like my dream as a young person. I was very odd. Um, but I moved out here and I had just told the Lord, like, God, I'm just going to pursue you. I'm just going to pursue the desire that you've put on my heart. Um, for full-time, at the time, I thought missions. Um, and, and I'm not going to focus on relationships. I'm not going to go looking for a Cali boy. All my girlfriends in Kentucky, they're like, ooh, you can find yourself a little Cali boy. I'm like, I'm not trying to find no relationship. Like, I'm dating Jesus. Um, and, and so that was the last thing on my heart and then on my mind. And so I remember when I came out, um, Paris shared a little bit of this at the first meeting, but um, he sat at the cool table in my History of American Religion class. And I, I didn't have any friends, y'all. Like, none. I didn't know anybody in California. And so I'm super friendly and outgoing. And I was just trying to make friends. And he, he was captain of the soccer team and big shot on campus. And I'm just trying to, like, say hi and meet people. And he blew me off. Like, the whole table blew me off. The, the girls at the table, the guys, they, didn't, they did not care. He says he doesn't remember, so I give him the benefit of the doubt. But, um, but I remember getting to know him in study groups. And, and again, I'm not thinking. Like, I don't see this guy and go, that's my husband. Like, I'm not thinking that way at all. I was just totally pursuing what God had called me to for that season. And it was really cool because we did traditional courtship. We didn't date till we were almost married. Um, we didn't go on a date. I was 20 two when I moved out here um, and moved across the United States and, and didn't date. I felt like I was in the sixth grade. But anyways, it was good. Um, 
But I remember just being so thankful to the Lord for having my focus be on Him and be on what He had called me to and not on a man and not on a relationship and not on someone, because I didn't have anybody, not on someone to rely on or, you know, to hear my woes or to do life with. Um, I, I just wasn't searching for that. And I remember, I might be getting a little far and I'll end here, but <clears throat> I remember... We went on a mission trip in Cambodia. Okay, y'all are getting like some good stuff. This is the good stuff, okay. So we went on a mission trip to Cambodia and only three students were asked to go. And we were working with um, uh, girls who had been rescued out of sex slavery in Southeast Asia. And um, one night he comes to my hotel room. Uh, he says, am I allowed to share this? Is that okay? He says, um, I need to speak to you now. Now, we've only been friends. Like, we're totally friends. I'm not trying to have a relationship. He's sure not giving me any signs. Um, and, and so I'm like, oh, that was kind of sexy. Like, okay, <laughs> you need to talk to me. Like, okay. So I go to his room. And in Cambodia, the rooms are like, they're kind of narrow, but they're real long. So he sits me on the end of the bed, and he walks across the room, which I'm not even kidding you, like the end of the bed's here. He walks across the room, pulls a chair out from the desk, and like sits at the desk. I'm like, I can't even see you anymore, you know? So he sits at the chair, and he says to me, um, you're messing with me. And I'm like, oh, uh, what's that mean exactly? <laughs> He says, you keep staring at me, and I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're really cute. You know, and I'm pretty honest. I'm like, well, you're, you're really attractive, kind of fun to look at. Is that okay to say? And um, he said, well, I just want you to know I don't date. I'm like, oh, okay, brother. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, I'm not trying to date you. He's like, you just, you kind of keep giving me signs. And he totally calls me out. And the truth was, I was flirting, and I didn't even realize. Because I'm like, God, I'm so focused on you. I'm dating you. I'm not looking for any relationship. And it naturally just progressed where we were just hanging out. We are studying a lot. Remember, I didn't have friends. So Friday, Saturday night, I studied. Like, I was a nerd in school. I'm not even kidding. I love school. Okay, I wish I could go back. Um, but... But we spent a lot of time together and he started to pick up on these cues and he called me out because he wanted to honor me. He wanted to honor the Lord. And so he just says to me, I don't, I don't date. And I'm like, well, what do you do? You don't date? What does that even mean? He's like, I've never been in a relationship. I've never hugged a girl, held hands with a girl. I've never kissed a girl. I've never done anything romantically with a girl like outside of my mama, you know what I mean? Like there's no women in my life. I, I haven't been in a relationship. And I'm like, oh gosh, fresh meat, okay. <laughs> I'm like two and a, three years, two and a half years older. I'm being dramatic, it's not that big of a deal. But I tell you all of that because then he said to me, he goes, you know, I don't date, I, I only court. So then I'm like, what's courting? Oh, it's like Christian dating, awesome, I'm totally all about that. And then he shares like, no, 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 it's like to honor the Lord and like we do things with family, we do things with friends. And I'm just thinking, I don't get any alone time with you? Like What? My family's in Kentucky. We ain't spending time with them. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so the course of our relationship was literally with other people. We didn't even like go and we didn't even go to Taco Bell together alone. Like it was with people, which is really great and awesome in so many ways and safe. Yes. Um, but he said to me one time, and I shared this at the first class, he said, you know, um, you can, we can totally try this out. 
be friends. You're friends for a real long time when you court. I didn't know that when I signed up. You're friends for a long time. Like, you know how you're ready to have, like, I've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend? No, that don't happen until you're, like, ready to get married. Um, it's a long time. But, but I remember he said to me, you know, I'm on this journey. He, he painted this picture. He said, I'm headed towards the Lord. And you can come with me. Or you don't have to, but my focus is not on you. I'm not going to like hold your hand and like lead you to Jesus. Like I'm headed towards the Father, and you can come with me. You don't have to. And he's like, if you fall down, if you stumble, like I'll turn around and I'll, I'll help pick you up. But I'm going one direction. And I remember thinking, I've never had a man say that to me. I've always had men that would give in. I've always had men in my life that that were godly men, but weren't very strong or weren't very confident in who they were or confident in honoring me as a daughter or God as the father in a really, really healthy way. And so I share all of that to say that you will have different stages where um, we're like, man, God, I really feel like this is the season I'm supposed to meet my partner. But I promise you, if you just keep your focus on the Lord, it'll happen in such a natural way. You'll, you'll look back and you'll go, oh, wow, I was totally flirting, okay? Or, oh, wow, like this person was highlighted to me. Instead of having our focus on, okay, I feel good with the Lord. I feel good in my job. I feel good in this area. I'm ready to find a spouse. Because when we focus there, we take our focus off the Father and off who He wants us to be with. And then that's just when things get kind of difficult in our heart because there are a lot of amazing people out there. And so that story is just to encourage you to just focus on the Father. And I know probably as a single person, you're like, yeah, girl, everybody's done told me that. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. But, but as we just present to the Lord, like, God, I want a partner to do life with. I want a partner to do missions with, or I want a partner to do ministry with, or whatever it may be. He does give us the desires of our hearts, but his timing looks different than ours. And when we trust him, we're not worried about the timing. It's when we don't trust him that we go, he's taken forever. I've been praying for a spouse for five years, 10 years. And that trust starts to you know, fade away. And then, yeah, we miss out on the opportunity. There, there have been... There have been a lot of people that I have seen that have settled because of fear. They have settled because their focus came off the Father and was on, it's my time. And I just wonder the partner that they could do life with if they would have just trusted Jesus' time, which doesn't look like ours. We all know that. Um, and it's unfortunate because we've seen divorces and we've seen really sad things happen. And it's, it's hard because... Yeah, because you want your friends and your family, people around you to actually excel. We'll talk about that in a second, but that was my personal side of the story. That went longer than I expected. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Ben. You're awesome. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.